Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Mind Your Business. We're talking about the business of security and facilities management within Singapore's built environment. It's something we always oversee. Uh, but this particular topic is becoming more important than ever because our built environment continues to construct more buildings for residential and commercial purposes. And the issue of security and facilities management will receive more attention, right? Well, security companies... Companies have long been viewed as labor-intensive security providers, but with the manpower crunch faced by well, pretty much almost every industry, security firms are faced with an aging pool of security officers. So how has our next guest transformed his company from a traditional security company to a digitally advanced organization that's now able to not only deliver on security requirements, but also broaden its scope to include facility management? We're going to find out more from from Alfred Fox, the CEO of Itos Holdings. Good morning, Alfred. Uh, good morning, Elliot and Ryan. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot for taking the time. I suppose let's find out a little bit more about your company to start us off. Right. We know it provides security services, quite a right. wide range of clientele. Share with us your business model. Uh, I think we, we are a traditional company that started out about 18 years ago uh, in support of uh, Ministry of Home Affairs and other commercial properties, moving from uh, security guarding and now augmenting our people with technology. Um, we're just looking ahead to see how we can go beyond traditional security to other forms of business because you see the, the industry is changing rapidly and we need to stay agile to keep up with the times and technology in a nutshell. Mm. So there was a recent security industry conference. You presented to architecture and building services delegates the topic of rethinking security transformation through sustainability. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. I, I mentioned that new technologies are emerging every day and it's important to be agile and stay ahead of technology. But as we try to maintain this rapid pace of transformation, we, we need not to overlook the human side of business. Mm. And if there's anything the pandemic showed us beside the advent of technology is the importance of the frontliner. We had security guards, uh, safe distancing ambassadors, ops coordinators all working hand in hand in, in critical functions. So what used to be mundane standing guard was now critical as everyone looked at it from a different perspective. Okay. You, have, you have demographics changing. A lot of the industry, in fact, a huge number of the industry is about 40 years old. And we have the progressive wage model kicking in. So the onus is upon service providers to demonstrate value uh, with technology for our people. And very much is about changing mindsets. A lot of people are concerned that the security guards on the front lines are old, older mm, workers. Mm. But really, if we change mindset, there's a lot of value they can bring. There's technology coming in. But when you look at technology augmenting our people and leaning on their experience, it changes the landscape. And a lot of them actually bring value to their clients. And they look at their right. clients as their customers. Yep. Well, that's very interesting. But at the same time, right, I mean, the post-pandemic has led to a bit of a transformative society. What disruptions as far as the security landscape is concerned have you seen? How is it making, I know you talk about repurposing, but how is it making such things more complex? You're, you're starting to see greater demands being placed on security to look at non-traditional aspects. So in the past, you just had someone standing there and sharing that people 
uh, came to a building through a single access. Okay. Today, today it's a lot more complex and varied. They want to know how many people are coming in, how do we block access routes, whether there's a limit to the number of people entering the building, uh, is it a healthy building, mm. and it's mm. multifaceted, and you're expecting a lot more from service providers. Um, on the technology front, you're starting to see the built environment demand more through technology, through uh, innovations such as digital twins, IoT sensors, all coming together into digital ecosystem together with security, um, looking at it from an integrated FM perspective. Okay. I want to talk about ATOS's transformation over the years. I mean, I suppose simply put, what sort of technology changes did the company incorporate? Uh, yeah, as I said earlier, we started very traditional physical security guards, mm. uh, but we saw that uh, repurposing our profiling of people was important. That in itself is uh, creating a sustainable workforce. So we train people to look beyond traditional security roles. They, they have FM roles, customer service, first aid, and other areas as well. So they, they are going beyond traditional roles to really make a difference as an omnipresent frontliner. Mm. Um, and on our part, we also built an integrated command center. This okay. command center allows us to monitor through an agnostic platform, not just security CCTVs in its simplest form, but FM building monitoring mm-hmm. and, 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 and allows us to look at various IoT and data sensors coming in. We then aggregate all this data, analyze it, and make the building healthier. We reduce manpower. The outcomes are quite um, significant. We reduce manpower. Our response times are faster. We can even track sustainability targets uh, through the command center today. So it's multifaceted. Wow. Yeah. Actually, could you help me out with that one? So there's, you know, sustainability and security is sort of coexisting. I know you were talking about it. Any yeah. chance you could share with us an example of how it would work out in a company? We're, we're trying to look at things from a smart and green perspective. Okay. Okay. So if your command center now can track all your assets from, from, that, from that view, you have an aggregated view of what everything is doing at any one time. You then ingest the data, for example, to say, okay, my vehicles have moved a number of kilometers a certain day, a certain hour, and then we say, okay, here are our carbon monitoring targets for the month, for the year. And then from that perspective, you find ways to reduce those carbon targets because now you have a different view than you're used to. It's automated. Uh, it's AI driven, it's 5G enabled, and you can then implement measures and uh, initiatives to reduce carbon footprint, which is what we're doing. It also allows us to adjust our fleet from a, from a gasoline petrol fleet to an EV fleet, which is what we are progressively uh, bringing into the, to the, uh, to the company. So I suppose yeah. this really changes the landscape of facilities management. Is it a case of, let's say I'm a facilities manager, I also have the responsibilities of security management in this model? That's a good question. Yeah, you're starting to see that synergy between mm. facilities management and security. Some of our, some of the industry security officers have already started being trained in what we call level one security. Okay. Because the guy that's always there in the building is the security officer. He looks at uh, broken lights, faulty aircons, broken fences, and does a first level triage, which saves time for the facilities manager coming down. And, and then they work together to say, okay, here's how we can optimize resources to make sure that at that level, you have synergy, you have opti- optimal resources looking at the same problem. 
So yes, it's, it's blurring the lines between both industries mm. very quickly. Mm. I kind of get the sense it brings us back to that earlier point where traditionally you think of security guards as older people, you know, it's sort of a retirement job. But now this creates a bit of a runway for them. Should they choose to or they feel that they can still handle a managerial responsibility, you could train a security guard to take on this facilities manager role. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where you give them a sense of upskilling. You use technology to help them learn on the go so that they save time when they're deployed. So technology does play a part in that fundamental role, training and development, but then it allows them to upskill and do a lot more. Uh, so blended learning allows them to become managers. They're looking at things from now security, safety, FM, even first aid and customer service are important for security frontliners now because really that's making a difference uh, to the people on the ground and our clients. Mm. I want to talk about technology replacing security and without getting too into my sci-fi movies, what's your opinion on technology one day replacing security? Will we see Robocop one day? (laughs) (laughs) I I must be honest, we're not going to see it tomorrow, Elliot. Um, (laughs) I I take the view that technology must augment and not replace. Definitely, the, the rate of replacement is certainly very fast. You're starting to see the fundamental skills being replaced by technology with analytics, CCTVs, doing a lot better. A single dashboard now replaces multiple CCTV screens in a command center. Mm-hmm. But uh, from my point of view, at least humans will continue to be resilient, train, do higher value work and do better things instead of just doing things better. There is a place and there will always be a place for humans in that decision cycle. Mm. It's quite interesting, right? Because as we talk about all these technology, facilities management, it also blurs the lines where education is concerned. We could potentially get an influx of a lot younger, more dynamic minds when it comes to facilities management. Are we seeing this being reflected in the education sector? Absolutely. We're starting to see uh, institutes of higher learning adopt a very integrated view towards curriculum, mm. uh, both FM and security, so that you can you can start to attract that younger set. They really like to get into the tech space so the younger people want to develop software analytics to be able to support this entire industry. And we're starting to see great uh, innovation come out from the IHLs, uh, such as building analytics, um, software that can read or write to our aircons, monitor carbon emissions. So that's really a growing sector right now. But at the end of the day, we'll always, I mean, the traditional security will always try and argue the fact that technology and digital transformation has to complement and it can never replace the work of a security officer on the ground. Is that something you would agree with? Fully agree. You you just have to find the value uh, for our security officer. And I think a lot of people are doing Mm. a great job on the ground and adapting and growing. Mm. What does this mean for ITOS's future plans? What do you guys have lined up? Uh, We're looking at moving beyond uh, traditional security into more FM-related other industries as well. We're looking at international medical assistance that allows us to go beyond borders. And we're looking at training as well as a fundamental approach to uplift the skills, not only in the industry, but outside of Singapore. But we can't do this alone. To me, it's about an ecosystem, industry, associations, unions, uh, education institutions coming together to work out what's better, not just for the industry, but to say, look, the Singapore standard is there. Can we also export it uh, beyond our borders?
Mm. So that's really what we're looking at. I suppose just as an, an opinion question to wrap things up, I mean, you talk about exporting beyond borders. Which countries around the region do you feel are most primed and ready to go into this area, to evolve into this area? We're starting to see a lot of interest uh, in Southeast Asia, Indonesia, Malaysia, Thailand, mm. uh, really uplifting their skill sets. And uh, I suppose we'll go in from an asset like point of view, trading, curriculum, we share best practices and also how to merge industries such as security and FM. So we, so that's really, we'll start close by and move out from there. Mm. I'm thinking it must be quite interesting, especially the prospect of the emerging economies because it's a chance to kind of start from scratch, you know, instead of having to retrain, you're already training with this end goal in mind. You're right, you're right. They're looking for a model that they can replicate quickly. They don't want to reinvent the wheel. So it's yeah. about, you know, just getting there and uh, learning from the best in class. And I think we, we are quite there with what we have in Singapore, at least. Oh, quite interesting, the future where this is concerned. I've been speaking with yeah. Alfred Fox, who is the CEO of Ethos Holdings. Thank you very much, Alfred, for your time this Thank morning. Thank you, Elliot. Take care and have a great day, yeah? Yeah, same to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.